0: We're the only people who dare to remix what George and Giles Martin have already mixed. You know, we're, we're willing to take some of the songs and shake them up a little bit.
1: Welcome to Something Will Happen a podcast about the largest Beatles music festival in the US, Abbey Road on the River, celebrating our 20th anniversary, May 26th to 30th, 2022. I'm Melissa, one of the organizers of Abbey Road on the River, and I'll be on the air every week to talk about all things Abbey Road on the River held every Memorial Day weekend in Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky. You'll be interviewing your favorite Abbey Road on the River bands and staff to unveil new plans for the upcoming festival, talk about how influential the Beatles are, and hear insider stories about the festival and music you love. You'll even learn what happens behind the scenes at Abbey Road on the River from those who know it best, from managing hundreds of bands to managing Mother Nature, and sometimes that can be really interesting. Whether you're new to Abbey Road on the River, or you're a festival regular, if you love the Beatles as much as we do, and you're looking for a comfortable, family-friendly music festival, you're in the right place. This is Something Will Happen. Something Will Happen. Let's get started.
0: Morning, Melissa.
1: (laughs) Hi, Gary, how are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Great. That's good. Well, for those of you who don't know, I'm speaking with Gary Jacob. He is the producer, founder of Abbey Road on the River. I don't know if you have a different.
0: And I'm speaking with Melissa Brum.
1: (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) I'm very important as well. But we wanted to do a podcast um, to share what's coming up for Abbey Road on the River in May. And of course it's only January right now. So we got a lot in the works, a lot of things that are changing or being added, but we know some things which are our amazing headlining bands that are coming in May. So let's run through the headliners that we have. So our first major headliners: Tommy James and the Shondells. And we've been waiting to see Tommy James perform since 2020, when we had originally booked him for the 2020 festival. So I guess we knew he was coming in 2019. So it's been three years now. Yeah. It's been a long time coming.
0: I think we actually booked him in like March of 19, maybe February. Yeah, it
1: was early, right? So he's coming in May of 22. Um, and Tommy James, he's known for his number one hits. You may know of Hanky Panky and Moni Moni. And his other top 40 hits including include Crimson and Clover. I think we're alone now. Crystal blue persuasion, which yes, that was the song that was played in the last episode of Breaking Bad.
0: Um, but you have some good stories about Tommy James, right? You got a lot of history with him. I, I do. I, I don't know if I'd call it a lot, but I have. I definitely have history with Tommy. But I, you know, just thinking about his music for a minute, I remember being in high school and hearing. I think we're alone now for the first time. I think it was high school, my senior year maybe, and. Uh, That song just really just swept through the teen culture. Yeah. It was one of the very most popular songs of that era. And even though I understand what you just said, that Moni Moni and Hanky Panky went number one, I think We're Alone Now has to be his biggest song, even more than Crystal Blue. Even it just kind of like catapulted him into the uh, forefront of that type of pop star at the time.
1: Yeah, that Um, song is amazing. I mean, it could be number two. Let me look it up quick.
0: Now, the first
1: thing
0: that comes up is the song by Tiffany. Right, Tiffany. And somebody else also did it, I think. Tommy is the first national headlining band I ever booked. I did my first national concert with Tommy James in 1985 at the National Rib Cook-Off. For the first years of the National Rib Cook-Off, we primarily had Cleveland bands and it was terrific because there's a lot of good music in Cleveland, just like there is everywhere. Mm-hmm. But somewhere I started thinking, Oh, I want to expand a little bit. And uh, I wanted Tommy James. I remember specifically going after Tommy James because I knew he would be in our price range for one thing. And I thought he'd be perfect for the festival. And the day that he, was scheduled to play I believe it was opening day of the festival I'm pretty sure it was and it just rained all day long it just rained and rained and rained
1: dang
0: and and I it was one of the first times I had that sick feeling that I've had for 36 years since then of just knowing that there was rain was going to disrupt all of my plans I went into the same depression I still go into when that happens And I locked myself in my office trailer at some point. And uh, one of our managers came in and said, you know, you really ought to go outside and take a look at what's going on. And I said, why? And he said, because there's a lot of people out there. And I went outside and there were several thousand people with umbrellas. And I said, okay, this is good. Wow. And we did the show. There to see Tommy. (laughs) They were there to see Tommy. And, And it was really successful. And it was a great night. And then I brought him back to the rib cook-off a couple years later, I think maybe in 88, 89. I don't remember it as specifically as that first time. And, uh, um, oh, there were, you know, Tommy, actually, I went to see Tommy in uh, uh, Pennsylvania two summers ago after we had booked him. I went backstage and I hung out with Tommy for a while. And he remembered the rib cook-off so well. And he said to me, oh, my God, you introduced me to Willie Mays. And Willie Mays, the great Hall of Famer baseball player, Mm -hmm. came as a special guest that year with Bally's Casino. And Bally's Casino was part of our rib Mm cook-off. And they brought Willie, who was like a greeter for them. And Tommy said, I sat there next to Willie signing autographs now i did not remember that i remembered willie being there but when when tommy told me that he his whole life has remembered being with willie mays at the rib cook-off i really loved that and you I'm made sure, that happen yeah and i'm sure when we see him in uh in in, in may uh we'll we'll talk about that again
1: yeah i hope so,
0: so yeah so you honestly, made tommy
1: james's yeah. dreams come true
0: yes i did <laughs> tommy as you know has a great autobiography, Me, the Mob, mm. and Music.
1: Yeah. And it's
0: been it's been picked up by a major studio to be made into a film, but the production's been slowed down because of COVID. Hopefully it will get done soon. Uh, it would make a fascinating story because he was signed to Roulette Records and uh, Roulette was run by a man named Morris Levy, who was probably one of the major... You know, for lack of a better term, gangsters of his time. Uh, did he make all of his money legitimately or illegitimately? He was, a, he, was, he was involved in all the rackets and he used the record company to make lots of money and skim lots of money and be able to do lots of side deals. And he basically, Tommy was his number one artist at the time. And uh, he didn't pay Tommy, I mean, for years and years. Tommy would sell a million records and Tommy would get paid like a salary.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, Finally, Tommy realized that uh, Morris had been not giving him the straight numbers. And uh, they finally settled out of court and uh, Morris released him from his contract and paid him, I don't know if it was millions, but paid him a lot of money that he was owed. And uh, it's only now in the last couple of years when Tommy wrote the book, that Tommy's ever said a word about it to anybody. Mm-hmm. Tommy, Tommy kept quiet about this his whole life. Morris passed away, I think, within the last ten years, maybe more actually. But it, Tommy was never going to talk about it until Morris wasn't living anymore. But um,
1: <laughs> that's fascinating.
0: It's, it is. A, it's a fascinating story because I think the, uh, you know, the record business definitely was infiltrated by a lot of guys who knew that there was a lot of cash to be made and moving 45s and uh and and reprinting them and making bootlegs and everything else but i don't know of any other major artist other than tommy who totally who was controlled completely Mm -hmm. morning noon and night by the so-called mob that's crazy and that's why the book's called me the mob and music
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that i I want to read that. It <laughs> sounds fascinating. It, it's a great book. I uh, I really enjoy Tommy has a photographic memory. Yeah. And I've heard other people say that. I I heard Tommy do a podcast recently um, with, uh, I don't remember who it was, but it was an hour of him just detail after detail. And, and the, the, the interviewer said the same thing that I thought when I read the book. In fact, after I read the book and I saw Tommy, I said, how do you remember all of this? Because, you know, you would have to keep a very explicit diary, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure, maybe he did, but his memory of detail of minutiae, and that's what makes the book so good. Is yeah. He knows every detail of what Morris did to his career. And and the other tough guys that were hanging around at the time. Mm-hmm. It is a good story.
1: Wow, <laughs> it's not.
0: It's so, but well, thanks for asking.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, thanks for telling all those stories. Um, I have
0: more. <laughs> you have more. You want to go into more? Should we save that for another podcast? No, well, that's all I have on Tommy. <laughs> all right. I, I I will say that I think I've, I've noticed that our audience is really excited that Tommy James is coming. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, he's got a magic name.
1: Yeah, his songs are incredible. I can't wait to see him. And he's playing on Saturday, May 28th. Yeah. um, Only at Happy Road on the River. So that's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, Um, and the circle will be opening for him. Yes. And the circle, C-Y-R-K-L-E.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the circle. Not
0: to be confused with any other spelling of the word circle.
1: Yeah, because they have a really cool story that goes way back to the Beatles early days. Do you know how they got their name? Uh, I know I heard that John Lennon suggested the spelling.
0: That's right. John which Lennon. That's very cool. The one who can, do you, and and did you know who their manager was for a, <laughs> a brief period of time?
1: Yeah, I heard that Brian Epstein found them. Brian Epstein? Epstein. Yes. Epstein. <laughs> I always get that kind of mixed up. Until I say it out loud, I never know how to say that name, but
0: Brian Brian was their manager for I guess he had signed him. Maybe a year before he passed? It yeah, sixty-five or
1: sixty-six. Yeah.
0: yeah. It'll be great when we get the circle on a podcast to hear that story. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. Then they went out and they they opened for the Beatles in uh I think fourteen stadium shows around the country.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, there's that great story of uh those four boys who impersonated the circle to get into the stadium and oh wanted, yeah. Like, like, didn't they make like a little documentary about it that they nobody knew what the circle looked like so these four guys that were like 19 years old or whatever just told the uh, stadium security that they were the band that was opening for the beatles (laughs) two of them showed up that's that's hilarious
1: so in in addition
0: to the circle we also
1: have the fab four coming for the second year in a row because they played at abbey road in 2021 in september and they're like the ultimate tribute to the beatles
0: we we thought when uh, 21 ended that so many of our customers bought tickets in 20 for the event that didn't happen. And then they wound up having a choice of, did they wanna come in September or come in May of 22? And it was almost like 50-50, half the people who bought tickets came in September and another half had been waiting. So we kind of thought, why don't we try and do as much in 22 as we did in 21 most notably bringing back the fab four because we hadn't had them since 2006 or seven mm-hmm. and uh they are arguably the most authentic uh lookalike tribute beatles band in the world and mm-hmm. uh, they've had pbs specials they've won emmy awards yeah. they've played in vegas for years they play a hundred dates a year <clears throat> they're very popular and um so, yeah. so, as soon as we saw the shows this year, as I recall, we wrote their management and said we really want them again for uh, May of twenty two. But part of the reason we want them back all the time is because, you know, their George Harrison is played by Gavin Pring, who I might add, you had an incredible podcast with. Mm-hmm. I, I would, yeah, I would yes. never, I, I would never be able to compete with Gavin on that podcast, so I won't even try. But, <laughs> But he was, it was really good listening to both of you.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. And he's doing his own show, his own George Harrison show at the right. event this May, too. George Harry's son. And,
0: and that's why we booked uh, the Fab Four again. We wanted right. to make sure we could get Gavin to do his George Harrison show. And just because he's so popular at the festival. Yeah. Gavin, Gavin as you know, has been coming to the festival since 2003, when he first moved over from Liverpool to the USA and uh, so he has a long history with us and he uh he claims that his son Killian is an Abbey Road on the River baby I met I remember Megan at that Abbey Road on the River I feel like she maybe came with her dad I remember her and uh yeah I remember she her, definitely
1: came with her sister that's what I heard sister. from Gavin mm-hmm.
0: I, I remember that she wanted to meet him and uh and I saw that they had met and then mm-hmm. it was very soon after that they you know decided they were going to be together and it's been 20 years close to wow. 20 years yeah. so that's great it's it's a great story so i'm glad that they're coming back and um
1: yeah that's very cute they fell in love at abbey road on the river which it's a good segue to talk about our love album concert yeah which is going to happen on sunday may 29th oh and the fab four are coming Both Saturday and Sunday, they have two shows, two two days in a row.
0: So, Um, you know, the, the Love Album, we are the only event ever to do the Love Album that we know of. We've never heard of anybody else doing the Love Album. It originated with us in 07 when Hal Bruce had the idea at the exact same time I did. We had both been listening to the album. We called each other. And I said, Hal, do you think we could do the Love Album? He said, oh, I was just going to call you and say, I think we should (laughs) do the Love Album. And it just was an amazing process to get it developed the first year. While we have not done Love every year, we've done it many years.
1: What if someone hasn't seen the Love concert? Can you explain what it is?
0: I would say to anybody who's not familiar with the Beatles music, and you wanted to get a crash course, the Cliff's Notes, or something on the Beatles, (laughs) be able to hear all their greatness on one album, I would say, it's got to be the Love Album.
1: A mm-hmm.
0: Love Album yeah, is so a mashup of, you know, 120 or 130 songs. And it's, uh, it, it is a great way to experience the greatness of the Beatles. Um, the, uh, your question was, what's what
1: if no if someone's not seen the concert what can they expect to see in the love album show
0: what makes it so special is it never stops Mm
1: -hmm. it
0: is a seamless 75 minute show with about 30 performers on stage Mm -hmm. um, two primary bands additional keyboards additional percussion Horns and strings, effects, yeah, effects and um, harmonies all over the place, special effects all over the place.
1: Yeah, it's a sound alike recreation of that full album.
0: Yeah, as and this and the album is a complete recreation of the Cirque du Soleil show. And uh, you know, I don't know, uh, have you seen the Cirque du Soleil show?
1: I've seen it, yeah, yeah well, it's, twice it's at least.
0: I've seen it twice. Yeah. It, it is amazing. And uh, somebody I know, some friends just told me they just saw it again recently. I know it's been changed a little bit. But if I was in Vegas, I would always go see the love show. I just mm-hmm. don't. Not in Vegas. Not
1: often but in Be- Vegas.
0: So so the show became uh, um, <clears throat> commandeered or steered by by All You Need Is Love, the newbies, Kevin Ashba, uh and then our great kaleidoscope eyes and badass brass
1: mm-hmm.
0: are the, have been the core players but all you need is love is you know has uh retired for the time being
1: we're mm-hmm. not
0: going to be in this year's event and yeah. Uh, we yeah and we did not do love in uh <clears throat> 21 in september and i i don't think we did love in 19.
1: i don't think so it's been a while
0: we, yeah i don't think we did but
1: yeah, so let's talk about the bands that are going to be a part of it, starting with maybe the newbies because they've been such a big part of it for so long now, and they're still yes. in
0: it. Yep, they are. And Jeff Perholtz is the, uh, you know, musical director of it, and he's uh, mm-hmm. and Misty is uh, one of the key lead singers, and then yes. the rest of the band is uh, uh, just phenomenal. Yeah, they're so talented. <clears throat> Classic Stone since 2013, I think, has really. Uh, been one of the three or four lead bands at abbey road on the river and that's going to just bring a whole different twist to the show because they're very theatrical and -hmm. they're also you know highly skilled music arrangers and we're going to put some new arrangements on some of the songs we're the only people who dare to remix what george and giles martin have already mixed you know we're, we're willing to take some of the songs and shake them up a little bit case in point while my guitar gently weeps you know we have completely made that song a feature of the love show way different than the way you hear it on the album because it's got a 10 or 15 minute guitar and sax and trombone and trumpet jam Mm -hmm. you know that people have never heard or seen anything like that before Uh, people that are listening maybe they saw when uh, uh Danny Harrison and Prince and a whole bunch of others did a dedication to George and they did a wild while my guitar gently weeps jam,
1: mm-hmm.
0: ours is even bigger and maybe bigger. Maybe even better. <laughs> better than Prince, huh? <laughs>
1: maybe maybe even better. It is very epic. It's very yeah. cool. If no one's
0: seen it before, it's, it's just epic. a huge jam. I've seen grown men. Physically, like start to lose themselves during watching it, or their bodies (laughs) just start shaking. It's it's really good. Yep, that's
1: one of the big things about the festivals. You can't help but dance, (laughs) start
0: dancing at some point. And that we allow our bands to rearrange things and step on it, right?
1: And like collaborate with each other like that. You know, take the talent from all these different bands and put it all into one giant show who else is in that show we're going to have uh kevin ash was in that show gavin pring is going to be in it the black ties ties. um
0: Uh, the uh the the paul the the person who's going to do yesterday is still uh, an announcement yet to come but we're really excited about that mm -hmm. and um of course the strings and horns and uh we were talking in the scheduling meeting this morning about inviting a couple other bands which I won't go into just now to participate. It's 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 going to be the main show of the weekend. It's the show that I personally will spend the most time on helping the bands organize.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's yeah, it's no small feat to get everyone coordinated and moving around the stage between the songs and stuff like
0: that. No, you're right and our stage our production team is so good. You know Josh and Derek and uh, Brian and everybody else that works on that show. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's seamless because they've been doing it for years, and uh, you know they know how to sound check it. They know what it should sound like. And there's a lot of equipment up there. Yeah. Abbey road on the river is not your. Uh, it, it's not your average uh, little Beatles festival. It's
1: not for the faint faint-hearted.
0: <laughs> it's got some big stuff going on. Yep. Yeah,
1: well, let's talk about, um, also, we have a couple new bands this year. Well, the Petty Hearts, we had them in 2018, and we're excited to bring them back this year. Um, And then we also have E.L. Faux, which is an E.L.O. tribute band. Faux meaning fake in French, but it's a good play on words. Um, So,
0: yeah, they're going to- Very excited about both of them. Yeah. E.L. Faux, I saw them at uh, the Iroquois Amphitheater this summer. I saw two shows uh, it was right before our event actually. It was uh, I saw them and a Fleetwood Mac band and they had some of the members were in both bands, but the ELFO was we've had we had the orchestra, which is with former members of ELO in 2015, 14? fourteen?
1: Fifteen, I think, 15. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. They were just amazing. One of the great shows we've ever had. But this ELFO is at that level and they're all local. They're all from Louisville. And that night I just said, Oh, we have to have them and took a couple months to get them to clear their schedules and make sure they could be available. But if you like the music of ELO, you're going to love ELFO. It's Mm -hmm. going to be um, really a big show with a lot of production. Yeah. There's 25 or 30 of them. It's a big show. Up on stage, it's strings, it's horns, it's it's double the whole everything.
1: shebang. They yeah they got to do the whole recreation of electric light orchestra. <laughs>
0: yes, and, I'm and excited no. for that one.
1: Yeah, I've too never too. seen them before. That's yeah. gonna be really
0: cool. Um, and, this, and the Petty Hearts, we had them uh, in uh, 2017 or 18. 18. <clears throat> 18, mm-hmm. 18 in Jeffersonville and i think tom had just passed away right before that uh i'm pretty sure Oh, you're
1: right yeah i think that was in 17
0: yeah and um it's just so good to have a petty band at our event um steve sizemore does a lot of tom petty oh right but this this band is is all petty all the time and and, and by the way, Steve, if you're listening, you can still do Petty, too. We love your Petty. But, we all love I, those Petty shows. <laughs> there's, we like Petty songs. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like John Lennon used to say that uh, ELO was like uh, a stepson of the Beatles.
1: ELO uh, or Tom Petty?
0: ELO. But the fact is, so is Tom Petty. Mm. And they are both really influenced and descended from yes. the Beatles in different ways, but mm-hmm. they both, you know, the, Tom Petty is definitely the rocking side of the Beatles, and 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 the fact that he was a member of the Wilburys with George and Roy Orbison and Bob Dylan and Jeff Lynn, who's exactly. a fellow, it's yeah. it's amazing to be able to pay tribute to those artists. You know, I've uh, often read that, that that the Wilburys are the First great super group of all time. You know, I know Crosby, Stills and Nash gets a lot of credit for being that because they were formed, you know, before that. And they, of course, that was a super group too, based on where they had all come from. But when you yeah. think about Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Roy Orbison, Jeff Lynn and Tom Petty, all <laughs> being in a band together after they had already had, you know, 25, 30 years of hits, 25 years. Pretty remarkable so we're excited about that
1: yeah yeah that it's incredible and we're welcoming back two new bands who came last year let's talk about the black ties and valise they were very innovative and popular right away valise did a few albums note for note and the black ties did all these like amazing cover shows they could play like any song <laughs> you want to talk you know, about either.
0: I remember the first year the newbies played, we knew right away, which I think it was 09, but we knew right away within a song or two, that this was a band that needed to be a headline band. It's mm-hmm. hard to become a headline band at Abbey Road on the river. There's so many bands that have been coming for many years and yeah. already hold those positions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the, this is the first time I can remember two bands, the Black Ties and Valise. Coming at the same time, this far into our maturation as a festival, where we already have, you know, so many great bands that we, you know, we'll talk about, you know, from you know Steve Sizemore to Union Jack to the Blue Meanies, the Criers, and you know, not to obviously Classic Stone, the Newbies, and you know, the list goes on. The mm-hmm. Police and the Black Ties, I'm I'm so excited and hopeful. That they're going to uh, even better what they did in, uh, in 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 September, and lead us into the next phase of what Abbey Road on the River is going to be, where we start to, you know, bring in more and more younger bands. I mean, I, I doubt anybody in Valise or the Black Ties is even thirty years old yet. And right, uh, yeah, they're at and, least they're under thirty-five, I think. Yeah. And that's unusual for our festival. Mm-hmm. Um and and they are such devotees of the Beatles. They are such students of the Beatles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um both in their own way. I think Ricky Valise just has a real connection to that era. And uh, yeah. you know he's just locked in. And and I think that the the Black Ties have studied really really hard. They're great. The audience loved them. I've never seen two new bands get that much response where we knew right away that we had to give them, you know, feature shows.
1: Something about them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, I think we take the most pride in our ability to discover talent, book talent, schedule talent and help the talent come up with a theme for their show. That's going to be different, like doing all album shows or <clears throat> creating new album derivation derivatives and um, just having combined shows and putting people together. We're, we're very good at that, at mm-hmm. using our whole roster to, to get the best music we can get.
1: Yeah. So let's give a rundown of the event, Gary. Um, so Abbey Road on the River, we have five days of music planned with over 200 concerts on six stages we have Beatles tribute acts we have our headlining shows that we just went through um, all happening May 26th to 30th 2022 it's always a good time what else can people
0: expect Gary well they call it the weekend they mark their year by yes and, uh, and I, I know that uh, the excitement will keep building and people will be uh, counting the days until they can be outside They love being outside they love dancing they love the layout of the festival um we you know i guess it can be said that we captured lightning in a bottle with this little festival the dallas mm -hmm. morning news about 10 years ago was writing about uh, doing a feature on different festivals around the country and they described us as a small but mighty festival Mm -hmm. and uh, i've always loved that imprimatur that uh, that's what we are we're not we're not your hundred thousand person festival. We're small. We're twenty thousand people on a good weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, but we're mighty. Yeah, and, uh, and we're a lot of fun. And, yes. and fun. Fun is, you know, I've been in the festival business for uh, over forty years now, and from the very beginning, from the minute I first ever got in to the festival business, I have always been mindful of only one thing, and that was fun. Yes. Fun was always the word that I kept in you know, my head of what I was trying to create. So we can yeah. leave it at that, that this is going to be fun.
1: It's kind of like you want to create an event you want to go to. And that's
0: <laughs> what you've made. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely an event that I would go to.
1: Yeah. And it's cool that I like I love being on the staff. So now I'm like, I used to come to this and now I get to, you know, think of cool ideas to make it. Even but like I would want to come to a festival that had that or that or that like. Let's see well, you could
0: be it. a whole podcast by yourself too. When we can just learn about all the things your experience with the Beatles and then how you came to your position in this festival because it ah. is a great story that you started out as a customer and you were a DJ mm-hmm. and now you are, you know, for those listening, you are the co-producer of the festival and that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, let's do another podcast where you interview me. Okay. Well, if you love the Beatles, then Abbey Road on the River is the place to be. So we don't want anyone to miss it. So go to AROTR.com and find out more information. And to finish up, I wanted to read a great review from a customer about the event. She says, this festival has become an important part of my life for so many reasons. Not only is it a total blast, but I've met so many wonderful people here. Abbey Road on the River is an event that I can look forward to all year. I consider myself very lucky to have seen some of the most talented and amazing bands from all across the world at this festival. I've met my very best friends here as well. There is so much more to say, but it's hard to find the words. Thank you for all the joy that you've brought to so many people. And that is by Denise. And so thank you, Gary, for creating this festival. And you know, you've touched many lives with this festival.
0: Thank you, Melissa, for Pointing that out and reading that great uh, blurb or great uh, review from Denise.
1: And if you want to have a shout out on the podcast, send us a note at AROTR18 at gmail.com telling us which band or shows that you're most excited to see and why. And your write-up could be featured on an upcoming episode of Something Will Happen. But thanks to Gary for being on the podcast with me and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Something Will Happen. Remember that Abbey Road on the River is happening May 26th to 30th, 2022, in Jeffersonville, Indiana. To start making your plans, head over to AROTR.com. There you can see the full lineup of bands that are coming, check out shows we're planning book your hotels, and grab your tickets while you're there. Head over to arotr.com slash podcast and enter your email to get $5 of Beetle Bucks to use at the festival for food, drinks, and our exclusive festival merchandise. For the most up-to-date information, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll see you in May. Something will happen.